who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to I'm Listening. This is the Frasier Fan Podcast hosted by number one Frasier fan, Anita Flores. That's me. Uh, each episode, we have a special guest, and today is no different. Today, we have actor, comedian, and co-host of Spanish Aki Presents, which happens to be one of the podcasts that I produce uh, and that I love. Please welcome Oscar Montoya to the podcast. Oscar, how are you? Anita, hi! Oh my God. this I'm like so excited about this. It's it. First of all, I love talking to you, number one. Number two, we're going to talk about Things that I love and things that you love. So this is, it's just, it's fun. Hi, how are you? Um, Oscar, it's, I'm very excited uh, to have you here because I have uh, never had the opportunity on any pod, including this one, which is about Frasier, to have an excuse to talk about horror. Ah! So this is, this is exciting. Um, and before we get into it, I just want to say the idea to, to do a Frasier versus horror podcast uh, <laughs> podcast episode came from uh, a poll that I did uh, in one of my favorite Facebook groups, which is uh, it's it's Frasier fans. It's like over 10,000 Frasier fans in this Facebook group. So Whoa. so I know. And it is, and it's what a great community. It's nice when you have a show that, you know, is not going to uh, create a toxic fan base. Uh -huh, and the opposite uh -huh. of a toxic fan base, I would I would say is Frasier fans. Oh, wow. <laughs> in terms okay. of. Yeah. Uh, OK, so here's what I asked. I said, I'm curious to see how many of you are uh, also like who how many of you like Frasier and also like horror movies. Uh 138 people said, I love Frasier and also horror movies. 111 people said, I only love Frasier. Horror is too scary. So <laughs> I would say that this was inconclusive. 
<laughs> I mean, democ- I mean, we're talking about democracy here and the people have spoken. So the people have spoken. And I thought if over 100 people like horror as well, there's th- that means something. Um, I mean, truly, what an interesting Venn diagram, too. That's right. Exactly. Um, so what is your history with Frasier? And let's okay. be honest about how this. Yeah, let's started. be real. We're, we're being candid today, Anita. Um <laughs> I have a limited, very limited, I would say almost non-existent <laughs> relationship <laughs> with Frasier until you uh, reached out and asked me to guest. And you sent me uh, four episodes to watch, which are like the essential viewings. Um, and my que- I have a question. Oh, of course. One of many. Yes. Um, are these episodes essential viewings because they're like, horror eve related stuff or are they like the essential like fraser episodes would you say these this is a really good question um and honest i'm like the fact that you didn't ask it and just went with these episodes i i wow oh, yeah res- thank you for for trusting me <laughs> um to answer your question these are i would say these are all horror uh to me like uh uh equal except for the pilot I threw right. the pilot yes. in because I just wanted to give you a frame of reference. Which is, is uh, thank you very much for that. I mean, that is, requ- I would have watched the pilot regardless. Um, and, you know, I will say I watched a couple of other episodes <gasps> outside of the four. So there is a, you know, it's it, it was, I was surprised by how like smooth the sitcom felt. Do you know what I mean? Of it's course I like know what easy, you mean. <laughs> easy, smooth. <laughs> But normally, like, Frasier, growing up, like, I missed it. It was just something that wasn't on my radar. I um, I didn't grow up with it at all. For me, I was more of a Family Matters, like, religious watcher, hanging with Mr. Cooper, Martin. Like, that was, like, my sort of, like, sitcom knowledge. Like, it didn't extend outside of, like, I missed a lot of, like, the Friends, the Seinfelds, the Frasiers. Like, I didn't watch any of that uh, growing up. Uh but I'm I'm sure you did, right? Like that that was when your love of Frasier began, right? Well Or did you discover it later in life? So in my case, I would say uh my TV preferences came from what channels came in as a non-cable haver. So right. the ABC lineup, ABC um it came in very snowy, so it was rare that I watched it, the ABC lineup. NBC oh, no came in crystal clear, which is why, yes, I'm quite familiar with NBC sitcoms uh, from the early 90s through the early 2000s. Uh, in addition to CBS, also came in well. Fox, it's why I watched I probably every season of Arrested Development. I mean, granted, there were only three seasons. I see, yes. And season mm-hmm. one of American Idol. I was I season one. Oh, oh season interesting. One Why in only high season one? I was in high school. There just wasn't much to do. <laughs> and that and that was one of the last times I had access to just like TV. Like it was like I had access to basic channels and then moved moving into college. I was only in dorms for two years in that time period. Oh. I had cable. And then after that, it just moved into like whatever brought us to streaming. Mm-hmm. So Frasier took me through like childhood and then also into reruns. Um, Wild. It's very Wild. nostalgic and, for me. You know, I, I got to say as a as a child, like I can't imagine watching <laughs> Frasier as a child. Uh, I'm watching it as an adult and being like, okay, this feels very... Um, sophisticated shall we say like this this doesn't feel like i mean uh, you know 
with Family Matters, it's like Steve Urkel is like does physical cut co- like course. trips and loves cheese. And you're like, yay, I get that. I understand that as a freaking like nine year old. But as a nine year old watching, Fra- I would be like, so like, what the hell is happening? All my references are off as a result, <laughs> as in like, I I don't know Nickelodeon really. Um, the ABC lineup, I know occasionally from when I could get it. But then it's like, mm-hmm. you want to talk about Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman or <gasps> Xena Warrior Princess or Hercules <laughs> or oh fucking Andromeda. <laughs> like, <Andromeda! gasps> yeah these are so my you have a very yeah. specific it's very like star trek deep oh, space nine it was wow. like what was on fox on sunday at two o'clock in the afternoon yeah I mean, andromeda whoa so you must have been a kevin sorbo fan back in the day a long time ago yeah. and now if i, I mean, have to choose I mean, hercules's I'll go obviously with Young Hercules, which was your Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, yes. That was on Saturday. Oh my God. Also, like Saturday morning cartoons, it's like I watched uh, Saved by the Bell, the new class. And California oh. Dreams. I don't California know if you ever Dreams, watched yes. that. Oh, California Dreams. And like yes, Digimon, yes, yes, yes. because Pokemon was like on cable, probably. So I know Digimon. I know Digimon. That's my reference. <laughs> all it's all off. <laughs> Just all of my references. And that's why I started this podcast, Oscar, because I knew it had to be about something I was I genuinely knew about in a in right. a passionate way. Um, so you yeah. know a lot about Frasier, right? Yes, I do. Because You've, how yeah. many times have you seen the whole sh- the whole run of the show? The whole run, oh boy. Well, I would say that I'm pretty selective in what I rewatch. So mm-hmm. I probably rewatch season one through season seven at least ten times. But if it, if we're talking season one to season eleven, that's probably like three times. Because I don't want to ruin it for y'all. I'll just say there's something. Um, there's like a big plot point thing that happens and that and things kind of change. Uh and not in a bad way. But just, what season was that? That's the end of season seven. Um oh. there's like a big um thing that happens. But you know, <gasps> I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna oh ruin it well, for you. You know, you got me hooked. I'm watching it. You know, I'm going through season one. It's a thing that I'm gonna do now. So. That's right. So uh, uh and and so I just wanna say to anyone listening, I know this is this is I, I like to not necessarily only have people on that already know Frasier. Think of it this way, for, uh, hardcore Frasier fans, which we call <laughs> craniacs, Oscar. Oh, was that the term? Um, I don't actually know if it, w- it was a term before this podcast. I know that my uh, a, a guest I had on in season one, Josh, comedian Josh Gondelman, he was the first person I heard use the word craniac. But oh. I, I really just think it sounds smart and sophisticated, right. much like the show itself and the characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, wait, what point was I trying to make? Oh, right. Okay. So for any hardcore craniacs. Think of it this way. Oscar is now a new person I'm bringing into our world. So the more yes. people that I can bring into the Frasier universe, the better. Um, so and and I really wanted to have somebody on today that loves horror movies just as much as I do or more. And I think oh, that's I, you. I mean, that's that's my love. I mean, yeah, that's what I grew up watching. I've watched horror. I, and first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, welcoming and welcoming me to the Frasier world. I'm Ugh. not quite a craniac, but I'm okay. maybe just a brainiac. Just a brainiac. I love that. Evolving into a craniac. We'll move into yeah. craniac later on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I love horror. I grew up watching horror movies at an early age. So um, I'm from uh, Columbia. And where I'm from... 
one of my aunts owned a video store, a very, very small video store. And so we would get free uh, VHSs. Um, <gasps> And we would watch it at, at her house because she had she had the TV with the VCR. Ooh. And uh, I know fancy. And so she, she was like, yeah, you guys will you watch whatever you want. And for me, I was always drawn to the box art of horror movies because they were so kinetic. They were so like repulsive. And I, I want to <laughs> talk like I, w- I was young. I was like four years old when I started watching like intense horror movies, you know? You beat me so by I a remember, few years. How old were you when you got into them? Probably like eight. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah Hellraiser yeah, yeah. was actually what I stumbled onto. Stop. Yeah. When I was, I was at my grandma's house who had cable oh, and I think yeah. she had, what was it? Um, What's the channel that did like 30, 30 days of horror or 30 days of Halloween. I can't remember. It's like some classic movie channel, but hmm. she had access to that. It was like t- Turner classic movie, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I was watching Hellraiser. It was like, halfway through and it was totally insane repulsive much like you said i was like this is insane what is this yeah also like very sexual too i mean hellraiser in particular was like i you know from that first viewing what i really remember was just the the variety in weird monsters like like guy with what looked like spikes in his head guy with like weird neck one guy had sunglasses on which was like i didn't know what that was what that really what was that (laughs) why did he have sunglasses on um and i would go back and forth between i remember the specific first time seeing that movie and watching that and then when it go to commercial watching gilligan's island on nick at night oh my god stop (laughs) such a weird (laughs) yeah (laughs) And that I think that truly encapsulates you, I think, and and your tastes. Thank you. Perfectly. When you you said you started at four, do you happen to know the first horror movie that you watched, Zumbled Upon? Yes. Oh, yes. The first horror movie that I remember watching was um, The Howling. And it was only because I remember Mm. the transformation scene um, where the guy turns into a wolf. And I didn't know it for a long time until I saw it as a grown up Mm -hmm. and and like watching that movie it like clicked this memory of this like wolf turning and like killing all these people and i was just like you know a lot of people get scared as kids but i always thought it was the coolest thing ever just so cool so cool and then i just was obsessed with the horror i stayed in the horror movie section till this i mean i'm still obsessed with horror movies i mean the fact that you had access to a video rental store is oh yes like that's exciting to me because i definitely spent a lot of time at blockbuster Mm, um in mm. middle school and high school um with two of my other best friends who also liked horror movies and that's and we go to Blockbuster. Oh. Sometimes we just pick out random stuff. I think that's how like the first time. And it was fun because I'd go by. I think you mentioned the art. Often I would go by the cover. Monkey oh, yeah. Sh- Monkey Shine has like a Monkey very Shine. weird well, tight like cover. That's really funny because I mean the cover is of this is like toy, toy monkey, monkey with the symbols. Yeah. And I mean, like, we can all agree that's scary as fuck. Yeah, yes. Totally. Just that weird toy. But the movie has nothing to do <laughs> with the poster very misleading. at all. It's still a great movie. Crazy. I recommend movie. it. Oh, yeah. But a lot of these like covers are so misleading. Sometimes the art is like incredible you're like oh my gosh this movie's gonna be great and then you watch the movie and you're like this is trash <laughs> yeah that was a very strange movie i think we also uh i think we grabbed slumber party massacre slumber party massacre fantastic that, that was at the blockbuster 
Yeah, it was just it, I I, def- I deeply miss perusing in I a public know. place. It was also exciting because sometimes you see somebody from school at the Blockbuster, oh. like as if that was exciting. Like, oh my god, that's blank from biology class. And They're you here were, yeah. too. I actually I worked at the Blockbuster Video in high school, uh, my junior and senior year, and then uh, my freshman and sophomore year of college, I worked at a Blockbuster, and it was like one of the best. Be- I mean, it was the best job ever because. As a high school kid, no one gave a crap what you did. Everybody, my manager was stoned always, you know? Yeah, that's right. Let me do whatever I want. And I just talked about movies the entire time. It was fantastic. (sighs) That sounds like a movie working at a movie store. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'm just thinking of High Fidelity. That might be (laughs) But there hasn't been a High Fidelity version of a movie store, though. Well, okay. Something to think about. (laughs) Um, so I just want to let everyone know that the, there were some specific episodes that I assigned for mm-hmm. Oscar to watch because here's what I want to do. I'd like to basically, I gave um, Oscar some episodes to watch because I want to see how I can, can uh, hypothetically combine Frasier and horror and see and see where we go with this. So, uh, so I had uh, Oscar watch the pilot. I had Oscar watch the seal who came to dinner, ham radio, <laughs> and taps at the Montana. Did you of all of these episodes? Did was there one that was like your favorite of the four? My favorite was the. You can well, just describe it by plot. I'll know which one. <laughs> Uh, they were all really great. It, it was just like classic sitcom stuff. I mean, yeah. the, the seal one was so fun. And mm-hmm. it was also the second episode that I saw. So after the pilot and I was like, oh, I, I have a good sense of these characters. You watch this. You know, it's so surprising because like my preconceived notions of Frasier is that everything was so like smart and like it was a lot of like just smart witty jokes which there are obviously (laughs) but i think the seal episode was like a very dumb bit that was just taken to a really fun place uh but i think my favorite one was ham radio oh ham radio yes that just felt so fun and the other thing too that i'll say about the show fraser and like of course this is nothing new to the craniacs out there <laughs> is that it feels very much like a play in a way you know especially like w- when you talk about ham radio i mean of what course. a meta play that was but that's why i liked it so much it, it, every episode felt like a little contained play it was so fun yeah and, and it does feel like that with the with the little uh transitions uh between scenes. the title cards which i've yes. never seen in a show ever yeah, now that I'm I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, is there anything else? And I can't think of anything else. Although I am watching uh, a show right now that I'm absolutely loving. There's only two episodes of it out. It's called Cruel Summer. Oh, it's that from just came Freeform out, right? and it's yes, and it and they're dropping the episodes on Hulu. Uh yeah, my TV taste is all over the place. Cruel Summer is like on f- most of the books that I read, which have to do with like girl like miss you know missing teen popular girls (laughs) jealous girl you know girls that were jealous girls trying to steal other girls lives this one um includes all those things and it's the 90s and it's two teen girls and there's it's there's drama there's music from the 90s uh and it also has little title cards and stuff which reminded me of fraser a little bit um yes ham ham radio is is a great episode and also there's a few, and including Ham Radio, where a lot of the episode takes place in the same spot, which definitely makes it feel very play-like. I even think more that's play-like. what it is. Yep. 
I think you're right. It's it doesn't move anywhere really that much. You just it exactly. stays in one location, or like a lot of the action happens at the location. Um, and based on these episodes, uh, who's your favorite character? Oof, that's a tough question. Okay, because I thought about this a lot, and it's easy to, you know, I I gotta say I love Niles. Which is a character answer. I wasn't expected. I wasn't expecting to like at all. Because in the pilot, I was very anti Niles. Mm, I was like, oh, whatever, whatever, <laughs> Niles. Uh, but he, I think, is so funny. And like the guy who David Hyde Pierce is like really great. Here's the thing that I'll say too about like the actors. It's like these are these people can act. Okay, you got mm-hmm. you got. Uh, David I. Pierce, who's an actor, you know, and everyone feels like like they're like they have gravitas, you know, every single even Daphne, you know, absolutely. They feel like it's like, oh, these people are like important people. I should, I, you know, <laughs> uh, I think I loved Daphne in the pilot a lot, but we sort of lost her like psychic thing. And her British accent does start to get a little and bit her- less whimsical. Yes, exactly. <laughs> is the actor British? Do you she know? is British in real life. Okay, yes. but she's like really hamming up the uh Well, the that's accent. what I think. I So um, I have done an episode uh, of this podcast called The Britishness of Frasier, where I had two, ah. a British comedian and a British film critic on and we t- <gasps> when we talked about this. And I believe we came to the conclusion that it is possible that that really, maybe, yeah, that she was hamming it up. Yeah, I think she could have been hamming hamming it up uh, in season one because she she sounds quite different by the time you get to like season seven, season eight. I mean, she's still we, British, yeah. well, but I would I just noticed, say it's not as like right whimsical. I, I even noticed that in the Taps Over Montana episode where she was just, I was like, this doesn't sound like. <laughs> Daphne at all, you know? Um, but hey, I mean, character development, there you go. That's so, right, you know? exactly. Um, yeah, I thought I would root for Daphne, but I just ended up falling in love with Niles. And yeah. honestly, I- I'm going to give you a cheat answer because that's not really the answer to your question. <laughs> but my favorite character is Maris. <laughs> Ooh, yes, I love it. That's a and very, like, my yeah. question to you is, do we ever get to see her? Uh. No, she's, you know what she's like? I, I would say also another thing I love to do is just compare other sitcoms that came out in the 90s and do parallels. I did an episode of this podcast with Elliot Glazer where we did Golden Girls versus Frasier. Uh-huh. I've done a Murphy Brown versus Frasier. Oh. Uh, but the nanny... I would love to do that. Love to love ah, to get yes. Fran on the pod. Fran, if you're listening. Fran Drescher, where would, you at? Would absolutely love to get you on. Um, but like in, in the nanny, you never meet um Fran's father, who very similarly is like referred to as kind of like a funny character, like doing right, kind of funny yeah. things off screen and like you never see him. So Mary so I have to imagine there are other there must have been other these can't be the only two characters in sitcoms from that time period True. that you never but- meet. With Fraser, it's like every single episode I have seen, Maris is brought up into the conversation. Oh, yeah. And it is so funny to me. I don't know why that was like, this is, I was like so blown away by that that concept. And it just makes me think, and there's something actually quite sinister in the Seal episode because it seemed like they weren't together, but they were together. And then it feels like, does Maris even exist? Like, (laughs) is this like a, is is because we know David Hyde Pierce is out, 
gay, mm-hmm. but like Niles isn't. No. But then is it like a a rain like a fake marriage, like a marriage of convenience? Mm-hmm. And then especially in the seal episode, I was like, wait, is Maris actually with her na- her like neighbor? Oh, interesting. Uh, like, are they a couple? Because it felt very you know sapphic. Let's say you know, mm. like it just. I was like, I'm. I just want to know what the deal with Maris is. Like, what is her deal? What's the, what's that marriage like? Like, what is going on there? The marriage. Um, I would say early on, there's mention of the like the idea that people do think that he just married her for her money. Mm. And I was as recently as today watching an episode for research purposes. Of course, and I think course. he said that she's five years older than him. Um, But it always did feel like a marriage of convenience, I would say. Yeah, because like, Um, she's never around, obviously. She like gets her elbows done. She travels around the world. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There seems to be like a weird antagonist relationship between the two. So it feels very much like, okay, okay. Yeah. And also, there's just, it's, it's weird because the way they describe her since you never see her does make her sound almost not human. Like there have been all kinds of jokes about that. She's like very pale. She's extremely thin. Like, you know, you could blow her over essentially. Um, so I very, also- very horror movie. Very horror. Exactly. You know, very the, the one I feel like I've, I've come up with plenty of like fanfic plots in my head uh-huh. for the show, but one I never thought of, which I like, which I think could ha- put you into a sci-fi direction is the idea that Maris doesn't exist. I love that. Oh yeah, just, for sure. Just as a concept. Honestly, the the idea of Maris as a psychological thriller is, I mean, it's called about Maris. That. I mean, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, I it's David, Hyde, it's Niles thinking of like this Maris person or whatever. And it's very much like fight club, you know, he I is Maris. It. He is you know? Maris. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or you could even do a thing. <laughs> I'm just going. I so I've I've also thought about what actress could play Maris. Uh-huh. Now I'm picturing a scenario in which it's all different actresses doing their version of Maris. I don't know what that would be. Maybe oh, like I that movie that. um I never saw but saw ads for where a bunch of different actors play Bob Dylan. But this yes, would just yes, be about I'm not Maris. There. Yeah. During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast, Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. So I I, I recognize there are some people listening to this pod who may not be super familiar with horror. So before we really get into um, the, the the meat of this conversation, I am curious, Oscar, can you tell me what are like three of your favorite horror films? Doesn't have to be in a particular order. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, also not to, I, I just uh, Google searched Maris Crane's drawing and Ooh, I found I'm this one. <laughs> and apparently someone did a drawing of Maris. Oh, and I, 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 I agree. I mean, obviously, yes, this is what Maris looks like. I love that. And um, I know uh, people listening, you can't see it. Um, gl- let me ask you from the drawing that we're looking at, would you mm-hmm. say what actress could you see playing that? Caricature. You know, right away, I mean, she's she recently passed, but Elaine Stritch would have definitely Ooh, played yes. Maris, I think. I see some Elaine Stritch here in mm-hmm. uh, in this drawing. Okay, so yes, that helps paint a picture. Yes, okay, so top three horror okay. films. So we, top- just to get a, so people can get a sense, and me, of your horror sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. Um. So my, okay, so I'm going to pick three, like, different kind of genres of horror. So right, 
I would say my favorite horror movie of all time is a movie called Demons, which is an Italian movie ma- directed by this guy uh, named Mario Bava, who was huge in the uh, Giallo uh, movement, which was like Italian sort of like supernatural suspense thriller genre that's like very popular in the horror universe. Um, I love that. And then I also love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's like a campy 80s um, horror movie about uh, aliens from space that look exactly like clowns that, uh, you know, wreak havoc in the small town. Mm -hmm. Um, And another one that I would say is one of my favorites. Uh, I really love Drag Me to Hell a lot. Ooh, yes. I saw that. I think it's one of the perfect horror movies ever of all time. And this is what I love about horror, because that is all over the map. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and I I saw some somebody briefly got horror movies trending on Twitter. Uh, oh. That was, and it was like, it was like a film critic. And I think they said something like horror can't be in space and that's where like it started this long like thread of tweets of people being like basically like anything can be mixed with horror My, interesting yes. well what and about alien what, what what was that then right and i think she even did a poll of it, it you know do you do some people consider alien it sounds like some people don't consider alien horror i do and i love a horror sci-fi um sunshine is definitely one of my favorite horror movies yes that was like one of the first horror movies i saw that movie at the sunshine theater in new york before it closed and it's called sunshine um and i was like oh my god i just it was just i I don't want to ruin the movie but i'll just say that it just (laughs) was like i thought it was going to be one genre and then it was like it blended quite another yeah yep it's a twist it's, it's a, a twist. twist and I'm a fan. How would you dis- how, well then how would you define horror? What what would what would you define horror as? OMG, no one's ever asked me that. <laughs> oh my god. How would I define horror? Okay, off the top of my head without overthinking it, I would say something that uh, uh makes me feel fear. Mhm. That is I guess the first thing that I think of when I think of horror. What about you? Yeah. I agree. I think it's uh, it's a genre of, of film or media that evokes f- uh, intense fear or disgust in the viewer, the consumer, I should say. Yes. And not to get too off of Frasier, but I'll just say that I've enjoyed seeing sort of an interesting turn in the last 10 years where I feel like I feel like I've been seeing more of a combination of like, like I really loved um, Haunting of Hill House, which was yes. a show on Netflix, which and like, you know, a movie like Hereditary, a movie like Midsummer, where it was like trauma meets horror. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Oh, you fan. loved that. Oh, I, I loved it. I loved it because it was just exciting. It's like, I've seen a lot of horror movies and they do have to keep doing new things. And, right. and they, they do because I keep watching them and then continue to be surprised in different ways. Yeah, I think also, yeah, I mean, because listen, the human condition, we're always going to be scared of something, you know, so as long Mm -hmm. as we have fear, there's always going to be horror. And to counter the person who said that space isn't, you can't have a horror movie in space. Well, people have a real fear of space, the vast unknown, the black nothingness. I mean, that I would say like, that's a perfect place to put a horror movie in. Of course. And 
let's not forget, um, you know, I'm a big fan of definitely some some campy stuff for sure and some sequels, including Leprechaun in Space oh, and yes. Jason X. Jason X. Jason X, where, where uh, Jason um, gets frozen and then for whatever reason unfreezes uh, and goes on a killing spree <laughs> in space. <laughs> They have a they have a, a a special machine that makes the leprechaun bigger. Yes, <laughs> I, I I love I love when a franchise goes to space. I've been told I need to watch Muppets in Space, which is not a horror film. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's very nice. But I do love when a franchise goes to space. Yes, so, I mean also that there's a plot twist in that movie as well. <laughs> so I do uh, now that you shared your top three. I didn't think about this for myself, but. I want to, without overthinking it, say my top three. Um, and it, the answer has changed over time. Ooh, One okay. movie in particular, which I now think could be my favorite horror movie, which is The Descent. The, uh-huh. des- um, the Descent, I find truly just like a very, very scary, scary movie. I, you know, Rosemary's Baby, obviously uh, a problematic, bad person director. But I'll just say that that is one of the first movies I remember watching uh, in high school that was like, it was a movie that wasn't very gory at all. It was mm-hmm. very much like, I don't know, would you would you call it like a psychological horror? Yeah, I think it tonally very horror, like the atmosphere was very Yeah. And hard-y. then I've got a I've gotta throw like kind of a campier one on the list. So Cabin in the Woods. I watched ah, that yes. a lot a lot and in high school. I know correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that you also enjoyed the Evil Dead remake. Uh did I enjoy the I I did. Yeah, I watched the Evil Dead remake. I don't I'm trying to it's been a while since I've seen it. So, mm-hmm. uh I can't remember. I do remember watching Oh, I watched Aliens because you watched it. Uh-huh. And yeah. I liked it and I was a oh, fan. Ooh, it. I just saw The Thing recently. Ah, <gasps> the remake? I, I saw the... both in the in the, like a four day period. Wow! Uh, I, I saw the the first one with Kurt Russell. Yeah, I thought it was really good. The second one was like fine, mm-hmm. uh, but I really liked the first one. It's I love a monster perfect. movie. Love it's a monster perfect. movie. Which brings me to people who are not super familiar with horror. According to an article I found on Masterclass.com, Ooh, these are some reputable. of the most popular well-known genres of horror before we move on to our Frasier meets horror questions we've got slasher found footage monster horror which includes zombie paranormal horror psychological horror and gore so those were like the all like they had some other subgenre ones i was trying not to get too into it like um uh like shutter.com does which I did have ah, Shutter.com yes. for a while, and my favorite part of Shutter.com was their unbelievably specific subgenres of very, horror. Very specific. I loved it. I just, I was just, I was like, I wish I had. That's a great job to have you know, to come up with all those <laughs> to categorize them. <laughs> exactly. So, with all these uh, genres of horror in mind, here's my very fir- uh, my first very important question. Um, so now that you have familiarized yourself a bit with the cast of Frasier. I, and I am referring, I would say, to the main build cast. So right. that's Frasier, Niles, Daphne, Roz, and Martin. Yes. And let's throw Eddie in, the dog. Um, Eddie, yes, Eddie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's do it. Wait, can we also put mm-hmm. in, uh, this is, I mean, I don't know how big of a character this person <laughs> is, but for the sake of a horror sort of like, if we want to have like a different type of person mm-hmm. can we have i forgot what his name was already but in ham radio he was the other dj the guy who got stage fright no no bulldog oh yeah bulldog, bulldog. yeah yeah can we add bulldog in there just to add Absolutely. a different spice in there 
I don't know how predominant he is in the... He comes in and out through the whole show. So I would okay. say he's like, he's, yeah. he And he comes into to Platts with Raz. I won't ruin it for Ooh, you. Okay. Um, so yes, we can definitely bring him in. I'm totally fine with that. I okay, only mentioned those five characters not to overwhelm you. If you were like, how many characters is she <laughs> talking about? But yes, we can definitely throw him in no, for these a, purposes. Yeah. You got to have those uh, five. But then, you know, I think we also need Bulldog for this. Absolutely. I agree. So as a cast... What genre of horror movie do you think would be a good fit for the Frasier gang? Okay, um, 100% would be sort of a slasher. That would definitely mm. be in the type. But also to sort of mirror one of your favorite horror movies, uh, Cabin in the Woods type of Ooh. movie as well. Fla- this yeah, could and- work so well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I already know exactly, exactly what. It, okay, anyway. I'm sorry, keep going. I, I would say slasher, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think it's definitely part of the reason I showed you Taps at the Montana yep. and The Seal Who Came to Dinner. Uh, yeah. Also, just to to even add another thing in here as some complexity, have you seen David Hyde Pierce in a film? I believe, it, could it be a Netflix or straight-to-video film he did called The the host or wait it was called the perfect host no i haven't seen double yeah it's called the perfect host i'm going to i would say this would be a fun movie for you to watch at some point he he kind of is playing niles but like deranged is he the um like baddie yeah yeah he's like he i at one point i think he takes someone hostage and like forces them into a dinner party that he's hosting and he's like that's talking. niles crane <laughs> that is, right exactly that's, niles, that's his whole thing it's perfect because i was debating in my head um as so we, uh, okay before i get overwhelmed because there's just so many things here to get to i just want to go back to what you said so i do agree i think slasher would be great for them um and i'm gonna skip around here a little bit if that's okay yes. uh so with this in mind, I imagine a scenario if it's a slasher film that perhaps somebody who's who's on the show, including Bulldog, anyone you've seen could be the murderer. Who yeah. could you see being a good like, oh, my God, it's them. They did it all. Because uh, there's, kinda. you know, there's an element of like, I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. this person to to be the killer. Yeah. And I want to say, I mean, Daphne would be really great. Mm. And I'm thinking Daphne only because of like her, she, she's like a little bit psychic. So there's that element of the supernatural, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then maybe like uh, some spirit or something, uh, you know, possessed her to like kill the cast of friends one by one. You know? <laughs> uh, like that would be a great storyline there, you know, or maybe she thinks she was possessed by someone, by an evil spirit, but it's actually um, just her like sort of losing her mind. You know what I mean? Uh I think, I think this, for sure, yeah. Daphne. I think that's great. And I'm honestly mad that I didn't come up with that because <laughs> I went straight to Frasier uh-huh. just because I've seen him lose his cool about certain things, including he gets he's very protective of his African art collection, yes. uh, art in general. Like there's a whole episode about him being ripped off by somebody for like an expensive piece of art. He there's an episode where uh 
he uh, gets drawn and put on the wall of a famous restaurant and he doesn't like the way he looks and becomes obsessed with getting a different picture drawn mm. of him that makes him look better. So I I did go to Frasier in my mind because I just picture him snapping about something. I don't know. Like I think of like American Psycho a bit, just this right. weird obsession that he has to belong and like where he would go with that. But I think Daphne would be way, way more surprising, but also works because what I love about Daphne's character is she, it, to me, she is not what you expect. Like she is a mix of sugary and sweet, but then also will say very strange, oh, dark things, sure. yeah. which I love about her. Yes. You don't necessarily always see it coming. There's a darkness in her that I'm like, hmm, I see that. <laughs> I see that. And I think you're right. Like Frasier would give me this sort of like gentleman murderer who like wears gentleman the gloves, murderer. like will like play some classical music and slowly chop you up. You know, like <laughs> yeah. he gives me that vibe, you know, while like, you know, uh, giving us a six-page monologue about the state of, uh, you know, African art in the 21st <laughs> century. Like, he seems very much that kind of killer. But I think with Fraser, it's, like, a little too expected, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Daphne has that, like... Also, I feel like, like, Daphne has this element of, like, well, what was your life like in the UK, you know? Oh, Where it's yeah. like, or maybe she ran away from the from the law a little bit. Maybe she has like a secret past that we don't know about, mm-hmm. which could be very exciting. I could see a secret past. She asked, she also has made reference, and I don't know, I can't remember honestly if she's made reference in uh any episodes you watched, but she does make reference to like her dad being kind of a drunk and like her mom i mean you do meet her mom at some point but she's like very overbearing and like Mm. she's got all these brothers and yeah it sounded like a a wild time and Um, listen if if we're into that trauma horror that's Mm -hmm. that's ripe for that trauma horror right there you know that's right yeah i like the idea (laughs) in a horror movie or at least for her of she's coming from a different country england (laughs) we don't know what (laughs) she did there that's right. She's coming from England. You don't know what happened there. <laughs> also unrelated if no one else has seen this but the two of us. But the movie Orphan messed oh, me Oh my up. gosh. That Orphan. movie. Talk about somebody with a secret past. I mean, coming yeah. From an exotic land. Yeah. Or <laughs> Russia. Okay, that's yeah, all I'll what's say. What's that about? <laughs> Um, I think this ties into my great, uh, uh, great, uh, perfectly with the next question, which is, I'm with you now. I I now agree that I think Daphne would be a more interesting choice and believable to be revealed as a killer in the yeah. slasher film in the horror movie of Frasier if it existed. <laughs> so this already answers part of my question. As characters, what order do you think the cast mm-hmm. of Frasier would die in? Could any of the cast survive? Very interesting. Um, very interesting. And the other thing that I love about Daphne being the killer, which is very important in slashers, is that idea of like, I think Daphne has more of a potential to be an iconic slash mm. icon, slasher icon. Whereas Frasier, you're like, okay, it's uh, we get it. We okay, you're like whatever. But yeah, with yeah. Daphne, it's like, ooh, there's room for like, I uh, like you can be an icon because mm-hmm. we're rooted. We like you, Daphne. That's the thing. It's like you're so nice and like lovable that what what a twist would it be for you to be the killer? And like, I could just see merch, Daphne merch, <laughs> Daphne has a killer merch, you know, like it's just, it just feels right to me. Um, in terms of who would survive. Now that's a good question because for those of us uh, who are unfamiliar with the slasher genre, there's oh. something called the final girl in mm-hmm. every slasher movie, which is like our protagonist. Usually it's uh, a female who has like, 
who's like very virtuous, you know, the, that's where mm-hmm. the the stereotype of like the virgin surviving the evil of the slasher villain. That's right. Um, so who would be the final girl in the in the Frasier franchise? Well, while hmm. you think about that, I'm really glad you brought up Final Girl, which I forgot about. But in addition to Final Girl, I think I already know who unfortunately dies first because of another trope, which is that I've seen in lots of horror movies, that let's say the more sexually active gals or couples who are having sex in the graveyard um, or in the car, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, they die. First. It's unfortunate. Very they, yeah. important that they die first because mm-hmm. they have Absolutely. to pay for the sins of like carnal pleasure or whatever. It's so strange. I mean, I've been I've been watching horror movies since the uh, eight, eight or nine years old. And it's like, I never really thought about it how strange that is but yeah and it would be it's a bummer because so i so raz would be the first to go because raz uh is a i'd say an iconic character especially for women uh working woman Mm -hmm. uh you know sexually active loving her life loving her dating loving her sex life and she and she has some of the best one-liners on the show but in the horror universe yeah, I feel like she'd probably go pretty early. Which is unfortunate on many levels because she's like the only other woman to in the cast, you know? So she dies first and then you're left with the other woman who is Daphne, but would add an interesting level to this boys club that that you know, that the Fraser gang is, you know? There are okay, ugh, darn. I would so there are some other episodes with obviously not main cast, but there are some really fantastic like secondary characters on Frasier played by women who uh are on Broadway or were on Broadway, Ooh. including his agent um it, it, who's uh, in the show is named BB Glazer and her name is Harriet Harris. She's a she's a um very has done a lot of theater. And then there's Lilith, Frazier's ex-wife, who's Ooh, played Lilith. by B.B. Newworth, who is oh in Chicago. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah, B.B. Newworth icon. And she's no way. so great. And Ugh. and she shows up periodically through the yeah. show. So if if we were expanding this universe even better, ooh, Lilith, okay, Lilith wait, could be a so killer. Yes. I propose this. Yes. Listen. So what if Roz isn't the first to die? Okay. What if it's Bulldog that dies first? And I can see he that for is sure. with he's okay, so he's in his like the booth, the studio, and he's <laughs> fooling around with that girl who's dyslexic in that episode, the ham radio right. episode. They're fooling around or whatever. And then we see a shadowy figure emerging from the booth, right? Locks them in the recording studio and then kills <laughs> unfortunately, I'm ashamed to say, kills the girlfriend first. You know what I mm, mean? Yes. While they're like mid coitus. Kills mm-hmm. a girlfriend, and then Bulldog is the first to die. And that happens before the movie, the Frasier horror movie, starts. So that's the prelude. So, like, if you take, for example, Scream, which is, like, the iconic horror movie slasher, mm-hmm. it's the Drew Barrymore scene in Scream. Yeah. So that would be the... And also because Bulldog is, like, a satellite character, so not one of the main characters. So that's how we're introduced to the murders of the Frasier universe, by the unfortunate death of Bulldog and his girlfriend. I think that... That's I think that would make a lot of sense. And also when I think of Bulldog, even the, it's such a strange uh, thing to think about, like his characters. It, well, he's got a lot of a machismo, I would say. Uh-huh. Yes. Very yes, much yes. like a, you know, like a horn dog, like his name is Bulldog and he like barks at women. And for whatever reason, we're supposed to believe he's having 
lots of sex <laughs> and dating all of these beautiful women. And he's, I think he, he is bald through the entire show. And yet when I picture him in a horror movie, I picture him wearing like a Letterman jacket. And he, yes, as a, you know, type. he plays football. Um, he wants to have sex in the car. And then the girlfriend's like, what was that? And yeah. then, it, you know, it all goes downhill. <laughs> that's, that's literally the scene, except it's at the booth. It's at the studio for sure. I could see that. Um, I feel like Martin, I, you know, I like the idea that we don't have to follow the rules, including that Roz does not have to die first. I would like to think that Martin, as the sort of voice of reason and mm-hmm. former policeman, would yes. get to have his moment in a film where, like, if I saw it in theaters, you'd think he was dead, but he, like, comes in in the nick of time when yes. uh, D- Daphne's about to stab Niles and, like, you know, knock her out with his cane or something. And then he, you know, says some good line and then everyone claps. I w- I'd like him to have his moment as well. Like, hey, I may be 65, but you know what? Yes. I can... I, I'm I'm usable. You know what it is? It's like once the once the murders happen. And the other thing that I like about Bulldog dying uh first is because it sets the tone of what Frasier, I think, does really well because it offers a different type of man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Frasier is not like your stereotypical like dude at all. It's a more like I, I think Frasier and Niles are both like very like sensitive, mm-hmm. like uh like very like brainy, like brainy sort of man which mm-hmm. at the time i would think like they're, they're the kind of person that you would bully <laughs> in yes, the in the mid to late 90s you know of course comes up in they talk about being bullied as kids right. on the show and yeah. so like i think by introducing by bulldog dying it's like this kind of man is dead <laughs> daphne has killed this kind of man we're entering into a new age of like what the new man is and the new man is a thinking man a smart man a man who appreciates art you know, I love and that. So once that murder <laughs> is set into play, so Martin is like, okay, I can I can use my skills, but unfortunately, gets on the nerves of Fraser, who just wants to do the radio show like nothing happened. You know what I mean? He's just like, we can't have this because dist- you know Fraser's very much that way of like shit goes down. He has a plan, a strategy that will try to. He's always the fixer. You know what I mean? I'm gonna try yeah. to fix this. So of course, um, of course, he'll ignore the problem and try to fix it. But unfortunately, more people keep dying, and that's where Martin comes into play. I think I think Martin would be a great like helper. I also like the idea of you know, changing the rules. You can be a sexually active woman and make it through part of the movie. Yes. And you can be a woman and also be a murderer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. You know, it's, it's really, I don't know why I always remember this, but I was at like a Walgreens and there was some like in touch did like a special or some magazine did like a special on like women serial killers and it was just like a weird like novelty thing i don't know it's just a weird novelty thing yeah i feel like um female lady murderers are i i just called them lady murderers women i'm doing it right now i'm treating them differently and i shouldn't be they're scary (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like they're more looked like ooh, a a, a, not a unicorn (laughs) Okay, I don't know where I'm going with no, this. No, but also like it is like a little like, oh, isn't that oh, that's so sweet. You know Exactly. Yes. I, I exactly. will say to to top top to like add more, you know, horror trivia in the in in here, there is a, a subgenre of the slasher called the psycho bitty, which is Ooh. the an older woman being the killer. 
So okay. very much in that in the style of like Joan Crawford at the end of her career started mm-hmm. a lot of psycho biddies where uh, she was the, like movies like uh, Straight Jacket, um, it, like she was the the killer. So yeah, so and again, like psycho biddies was like, ah, did did you ever expect an older woman to be the killer? That's so a woman in her late thirties or gasp <laughs> her forties. Wow, you know. So um, would Psycho Biddy, uh, okay, well, I don't want to ruin anything. Okay, but uh, uh, Scream 2. Yes. Would that be Psycho Biddy? I, I would say that, that would, that's very much in the Psycho Biddy universe, for sure. I also loved in Scream that they would do make, uh, you know, the people they were about to kill do movie tri- horror movie trivia. Yeah. Which is <laughs> what made me think about the fact yeah. that I think there was a Psycho Biddy in, in the first Friday the 13th. 100%. Yeah, the birth Wait. of the Psycho... Well, no, Psycho Biddy oh. started in the 50s. But oh, yeah, that okay. was a nice... That was a nice nod to the psycho bitty genre. So yeah, listen, honestly, if you're not a horror movie fan, please watch Scream because you will it's a great movie. It's a staple of the genre, but it's also you'll you'll learn a lot too about the genre. Yes. And I I genuinely enjoyed all four of those yes, movies in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I can't say about I'm trying to think if there's any other like sets of horror films. Um I'll come back to that. But yes, those are like four. like the urban legends. Uh it just doesn't hold a candle to Final Destination. Final uh, Destination. Which right. I did enjoy I did enjoy the first and second one. And I recently rewatched Saw and Saw Two. Oh. Which still not my full genre, like body horror, which was also right. on Masterclass. But I was like, they then mixed it in with gore. And I was like, all right, I don't need to 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 be doubling up on genres. But yes, <laughs> body horror, like lots of like like um I'm okay when it's like campy gore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of an example right now. None, none comes to mind. I don't know, like Slumber Party Massacre. Like a, yeah, like I would say, I would add uh, anything Sam Raimi did in the early 80s. Mm. Evil Dead is probably body horror. Cronenberg is the master of body <gasps> horror. Oh um, my God. So like that's someone you go look at if you're interested in the bar- body horror Cronenberg genre. Cronenberg. Done well, I think. Recently, Possession. Oh, Possessor, that yeah. was... Or Possessor, excuse yeah. me, Wild. Fantastic. I would love to end on this final question, which mm-hmm. is, and we don't have to go through all of them, maybe just if any particular character comes to mind, could any of the cast members, um, would could you picture any of them being good as in a monster movie? Like, for example, like I could see Daphne p- being like a ghost. Uh-huh, I could yes, picture yes, yes. that. Could anybody be a good mummy? <laughs> I, I didn't fully think this through. Is somebody, could you picture somebody secretly being an alien? Right, right, yeah. Do you know what um, I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think there's, listen, on, honestly, like I would say Roz for sure would be like a succubus for sure, Ooh. Um, which is a, a demon that uh, needs to have sex, like gets their powers mm. through sex. Um, so like it follows? It's Yes, of. very much, very much that. Love yeah. that movie. Uh, so yeah, Roz, definitely a succubus. Um, I would say, uh, I mean, just the way that um, he looks, Frasier would definitely be a Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> yeah, I could <laughs> see sure. it. For um, sure. I love it. I think Niles would be a mummy. 
And I'm only, ju- <laughs> yeah, judging this for aesthetic. And also, like, yeah, very sophisticated. Probably wearing a fez or, or a fez and a smoking jacket with a pipe. That that would be Niles. I think Mummy is great because I would say one of his strong, or one of his strengths is, like, physical humor. Mm-hmm. Ugh, there, I mean, I there's just so many episodes that I could send you. But there's, like, there's one that's about Valentine's Day. And it's, uh, there, it's like, one full third of the show is um niles getting ready for a date there's he's not talking to anyone it's all physical and it's all very very funny yeah be a great mummy he's i could tell he's like really sharp at the physical comedy with the seal episode because the Mm. clapping bit was like it got me it got i knew it was coming (laughs) i knew it was coming but it got me still because it was he was very funny in that he was very very good oh wow well i i this this hour has absolutely flown by (laughs) um it really makes me want to want to write some fraser fanfic and would you believe it oscar i've done a whole episode of this show about the universe of fraser fan fiction and there's a lot. There's a lot out there. Oh, I'm sure there you. is. Oh, I'm sure there is. But has there been a horror Frasier fanfic? Uh, I haven't seen any, so um, I would assume that there is. But I haven't found it yet, so maybe Listen, it's and here's time the to thing. write something <laughs> with Daphne as the killer. You know, Frasier. I'm gonna tell you this right now, okay? So at the very last moment, because the final, the final girl, I'm gonna say is Roz. I'm just gonna make it like I love it. Let's break the. Let's break that misogynist break the train. <laughs> Let's, well, let's Break we're the shattering ceiling. the ceiling. Roz yeah. Fraser dies. Niles dies. Unfortunately, Martin dies. Uh, the dog can live because obviously Thank we God. ain't killing no dogs. Of um, course not. And uh, Roz survives. Daphne. Daphne's about to kill um, Roz, and then Eddie the dog leaps up on a erotic African uh, uh, sculpture, mm-hmm. knocks it over, and impales Daphne through the heart. <gasps> That's how she dies. <sighs> Because of the wow. damn Fraser's art kills her. Okay, I mean, I think we've got to get this on get get this on paper, make <laughs> it happen. You know, we the supposedly this revival is coming. So I don't know if they're still looking for writers, but that would be good for me to just, <laughs> just write for this a horror fanfic. episode. Yeah, exactly. Send it along. Well, Oscar, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And uh, if you're comfortable sharing, d- do you want people to follow you on social media? And if oh so, God, what are those course. handles? Yes. Uh, you can follow me personally at Ozzymo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O, on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, you can follow Spanish Aki Presents at Spanish Aki Presents on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then I also have a music video podcast. I don't know if any Fraser fans or music video uh, fans out there, but I host a music video podcast where I and my fellow guest, Mano Agapian, will, uh, are trying to find the top definitive top 100 music videos of all time. And you can follow that podcast at Podcast Killed the Video Star on Instagram. Busy man. I, I mean, I'm over here with one podcast and you're you're all over the place. I got um, a couple. I'm, I'm juggling a couple out there, but it's fun. Hey, listen, there's nothing. I'm just yeah. a big dork and I love talking about the things that I love. So and it, me- it means so much that um, I hope I've recruited another craniac or a you craniac in the making, mm-hmm. you know, and Oscar, there's 11 seasons, you know, if 11? you need something. 11 11 seasons and and this is you know this is nbc in the 90s we're talking 22 to 24 it's, episodes oh, a season yes. wow so these people were so, they were bo- booked and blessed 
You know, these people have a lot of money mm-hmm. in syndication. Oof, he, yes. That's right. Yes. There's there's so many things I have to teach you. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much again, Oscar, uh, for joining the pod. And until next time, good night, Seattle. <laughs>